This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, awesome for me to be back here with all of you and my guy Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Thanks to the glass man, PJ Glasser, for filling in for me yesterday, doing a great job with Ken. Had a personal matter to attend to, but it's awesome to be back here today with everyone on the BetQL Network, where every game's Game 7, including the Super Bowl, and it really is. It's uh, the winner season's over, and you get no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports, and we're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and we're heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius 160 and XM 205. As Ken and I, we bring you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download that app. BetMGM, just search BetMGM in the App Store or whatever, and visit that website, BetMGM.com. And do so on a T3, three words that all start with the letter T. Terrific football Tuesday, January 30th in the year of our Lord, 2024. The penultimate day of January in the year of our Lord, 2024, which means February is almost here, which means we're going to start taking a lot of time off soon. But it also means this is the month when the Super Bowl will be played. Can't wait to break down the Super Bowl on today's show. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, he's been on X for a while now. Maybe you should get that checked. At Lockie Lockerson. And on this terrific Football Tuesday, we will do you, dear listener and dear viewer, the honor and the privilege of bringing you four phenomenal guests. Uh, our friend Eric Eager will stop by from Sumer Sports, giving us his early thoughts on Super Bowl 58. Some uh, Championship Sunday thoughts as well from our friend Eric Eager, who I know agrees with me on what we saw on Championship Sunday. So I always love that when I get someone being, yeah, Nick was right. Eric Eager will join us coming up later in the show. Also joining us on the show today, if you've won a Super Bowl as a member of the Denver Broncos at any point in the last 30 years, you, you may be booked on today's show. Maybe John Elway will join us. Maybe you will have Rod Smith on the show today. We'll see. But two Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos will join us on the program today. Mark Schlereth from the NFL on Fox. Mark Schlereth stink will make his You Better You Bet debut. We can't wait to talk the Super Bowl with Mark Schlereth. And then our Beck Hewell Network teammate, Brandon Marshall, you watch him on Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday. 
Sunday from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern, live from Mandalay Bay in Vegas. Linebacker on the Super Bowl 50 champion, Denver Broncos, member of the Broncos All-Decade team last decade. Brandon Marshall joins us on the show today, along with Mark Schlereth, talking Super Bowl 58. And then we'll talk some NBA with our friend Alex Trishenson, a.k.a. Noobs. Uh, Game-by-game betting, award betting, following a pretty eventful Monday night in the association, where, among other things, my New York Knicks won for the seventh consecutive game, which is really awesome. So Noobs will join us coming up in hour number three of the show. Plus, uh, I was off yesterday, so Ken and I have got to give you our combined thoughts on what we saw on Championship Sunday, and then, of course, we'll turn our attention to the Niners and the Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. I'll give you my thoughts on the side, early thoughts on the total. I have a couple props that I really like already. Um, Early thoughts on Super Bowl MVP. I know Ken hit a lot of this yesterday with the glass man, but we haven't had an opportunity to bounce it off each other, so we'll do that coming up today. A lot of conversation today on Super Bowl 58. We will, of course, go over last night in the NBA, as we said, an eventful night, including a big win for the Timberwolves against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll hit the NFL coaching carousel. Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. He will not be, be the head coach of the command or the Seahawks. He will stay as Lions offensive coordinator, what that means for Detroit and the other two teams that I mentioned. Uh, Alex Fasano's Pittsburgh Steelers hiring our guy, Arthur Smith, as offensive coordinator. I've got a take on this situation that I think might surprise some people. So we'll talk Arthur Smith going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Power Hour, final hour. We'll feature all our bets coming up for tonight. Uh, not a huge slate in the NBA, but we'll roll we'll through all the games. A lot of injury stuff going on right now in the NBA, as per usual. And the NHL limping towards its all-star break. Only two games coming up tonight. I'll have a bet on at least one of them coming up for everybody. We're locked and loaded here. Terrific Football Tuesday. Ken, it's great for me to be back in the saddle. Thanks to you and the glass man for holding down the fort yesterday. How's it going? Good. And I, I know you, so I know that you actually, like, obviously there was a part of you that was probably like, oh, I don't have to do the show. This is this is pretty nice. It's pretty nice having this four hours to not have to do the show. But I also know there's a part of you that, like, on Monday after NFL games happen, like you, you're like bottled up. Like you need to, like you need to get on a show. You need to call into a radio station. You need to do a podcast. You need to like yell about stuff that you saw over the weekend. Because I, I have that same feeling a lot of times. Like yesterday, going into the show, I just remember, like, I think I told PJ at one point before the show, I just go like, I have a lot. So like, we'll be good. Like, I have a lot. Like we're just, and we didn't even get to some of the stuff. Um, we did a lot of topics on yesterday's show, but I, I know you're kind of the same way. I mean, we can start where like I, I mean, we could do the NBA last night, or we can do it later. Like, I are do you feel bottled up? Do you feel like you got a lot of stuff you want to say, or is, has the day, the extra day, kind of like allowed some of that to subside a little bit? Oh no, well, I mean, I the I had like in the moments like visceral reactions to the reactions. From Dan Campbell's decision making oh. in the uh, in the Lions reactions 49ers to game. the reactions reactions like to a like because yeah. I'm I'm look I I'm watching it's the game reaction. and I I, I want to do is there a, is that a song or no? Well, like Chain of Fools is a song. Chain reaction is is it a song? No, I know, but the, I no, think no. I said there's like a, a song that's like maybe like a rap song. It's a chain reaction. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna look it up. So I want to. I'll look it up on my phone. Yeah. I I at some point during the show like early in the show, would like to blow my top on the reactions to the reaction from Dan Campbell and the Lions and the way that he coached that game on Sunday, which I thought was great and a lot of people disagreed with, and I have take umbrage with those people that didn't like it. But from a from a betting perspective, I think kind of in, in the wake of, of Championship Sunday, 
Um, it was really interesting because the AFC Championship game had, you know, it's one one of my favorite betting games in years. Because we took a pretty strong stance, Ken, that we liked the Kansas City Chiefs in the game. And I thought, like, thought you did an awesome job on Sunday on Countdown to Kickoff, kind of like, say, like, here's what's happening at all these sports books. And you brought up, you know, Circa Sports and Jeffrey Benson out in Vegas, basically tweeting, like, begging and pleading people, like, can someone please step up? and bet the Kansas City Chiefs because everyone's betting Baltimore. This idea that the public was out of the Kansas City, like, then why did the number keep going up in favor of Baltimore? And we kind of had a strong opinion that you, you even stronger than me, you took Kansas City to win the game. I just took them to cover the spread. And it, it just felt like fairly early on in that game. And I guess uh, the Lamar broken play, touchdown to Zay Flowers, you're kind of thinking, whoa, like, this could go any way at this point. Feel like it's going to be a classic game. But as the game kind of went on from there, and I know that we had that moment towards the end, both of us, where it was, oh my God, is this going to like go to overtime? Is this going to go really poorly? For the most part, that was a really great game because we thought something was going to happen. Almost everyone thought the opposite was going to happen, and it turned out that we were right. And it didn't have to go that way, but it did, and it was really awesome. It was a really pleasurable and profitable experience, and went from that. Winning on Kansas City in really great fashion to betting Lions money line. And I had the over also, which was great, which hit obviously, but it, it kind of it kind of became like the Buffalo game, Ken, the week before against Kansas City. Not the same thing because I teased Kansas City and I found myself just like rooting for Buffalo to win the game despite the fact that I had money on the Chiefs. It it yes, like I wanted to win my bet on the Lions. I really also just, like, wanted them desperately to win the game. And it became, like, I was rooting for my favorite team. Game 7 of the World Series, I'm rooting for my Yankees. Game 7 NBA Finals, I'm rooting for the Knicks. Giants in the Super Bowl. That's what it became like for me. And they end up losing, obviously, in the way they, in the manner in which they lose. And, and I'm struck by, in the last decade, I have bet the two— I. I are there, two, are there worse playoff losses in the championship round? I can't think of any. I bet the Packers on the money line as a seven-point dog in Seattle in the Brandon Bostick game. Seattle wins that game in overtime. And then I had the Lions on the money line on Sunday, plus seven and a half against the Niners, up 24-7 at the half, and lose. So I went from the penthouse to the outhouse on Sunday, where I am delirious er, from the Chiefs. Early in the Lions-Niners game, like, I even tweeted, like, this is like when I had COVID recently. It's like that, like, except it felt good. Like, a good fever dream. Like, this is awesome. Like, I feel great. How could this all be happening and it's all great? And then having, like, the rug pulled out from underneath you, where I'm sitting on the couch catatonic for hours after the game. I watched some show called, like, like Last Chef Kitchen or something that was on Fox. I'm like, what the Why is this show on right now? Because I couldn't bring myself to change the channel. Because I'm just, like, planted on the couch. I... I barely slept from Sunday night into Monday morning because all I could think about was Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions and how they lost that game on Sunday. So, yeah, I have more to say about the actual NFC Championship game, but, man, from from the top to the bottom, man, that was my championship yeah. Sunday. And made a – you got a good sweat out of it too. I mean, sometimes when you – think about how many times you bet a dog – plus 200, plus 250, plus 300, plus 350 as the price goes up. Think about how often you bet a dog like that, and it's like in the first quarter. Well, it's, it's not going to be today. <laughs> like This isn't going to be it for a, for a team like that, you know, in the in the NBA tonight or whatever. It's like, I'm going to take a 10-point dog. It's like at the end of the first quarter, it's 27 to 12. You'd be like, okay, like, all right, I guess I'm just good, uh, even though everybody makes a run in the NBA. So, it's yeah, I, I mean, you had a good sweat out of it. Yeah, just, I mean, tough and like, 
it's I mean you said you had the rug pulled out from under you. I guess that's like the perfect word choice or term choice because of the speed with which it happened too. And it's you know, like Reynolds drops the pass, and I mean ten minutes in real time later, like the game is tied essentially. Uh. I mean it was really it you you were almost like he almost they wouldn't have done this. You almost would have been like, man, can the Lions just like take all their timeouts at some point during this? Like, while well, this is happening, can we just like stop? in hockey Whatever. almost, right? Yeah, like or let's call NBA, a timeout at right? some point. Please. Yeah, exactly. Give me a twenty. Yes. Give me a twenty. Right. I, I just have to have it, and they, and obviously you don't in that situation because the timeouts are too valuable. But like, man, you're just like this is happening so fast. Like I I remember looking at the live market, trying to figure out if I was ever going to get a chance to get out of these Niners NFC futures because like if you didn't do it early you never got a price like I mean, I was up by so many points. And as it got to the second half, like I remember looking at my screen on my phone at a, at an exchange uh, right before the Reynolds drop. And it was like lions minus like five fifty. I think was like the Ugh. price, something like that. And I literally, I think to myself, I go, man, I think like, they're just going to kick here. This was like, not right before the play, but like while they were in Niners territory, I go, I think they're going to kick here. And like, I don't think they're 550 if they like go up by three percent. I think they just win if they go up by three. And I had this talk with myself and I was like, I already bet the Niners. Like, I'm not doing this, but I, I do the, well, if I didn't have these Niners bets, man, like the Lions look pretty good here. And then obviously just the complete like domino effect of like the drop and then, the, and then the Niners offense starts playing a lot better and then the fumble and then the offense keeps playing better. And just, it was Kendall all Vildor. Yeah, right. His face mask. He who, he who shall be targeted. Right, exactly. Uh, Avada Kedavra, uh, that son of a bitch. God almighty. Right. Yeah, so ex Expelliarmus, your team from the playoffs is actually really what happened. Uh, so I just, it was crazy because I remember, like, I'm frozen in time. I can see myself looking at this live market being like, I think the Lions are going to win this game. And then and then they didn't, and the way it happened obviously transpired in like a matter of seconds, it felt like. And uh, and that's how we got the Super Bowl matchup we have. So I, I feel for you on that one. I think you made a good bet, and I think Campbell's decision-making, right, wrong, or indifferent on all of it, even the bad stuff, and there was bad stuff, um, I think proves like that at least your handicap of the game or ours was like sound in that he was going to do this stuff. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, but he was going to do it, and he did, and it, it did give his team a chance to win. Unfortunately, it also gave him a chance to lose. I uh, I know that you, I don't know, because like I was dealing with some family stuff yesterday. I'm sure that on the show yesterday, you're probably feeling pretty good about the Chiefs wager. Uh, honestly, oh, sure. buddy, was like, was like, just the way that the game played out <laughs> and that Kansas City, like, like the Chiefs like strangled the game basically. And the Ravens were as stupid as you could possibly be. Yeah. That I think for you, look, like yeah. I, I liked it a lot also, but I, I didn't bet them to win the game. You bet them to win the game. I, and, and I know bet, because we and were bet talking all of their during the game. Players, and bet all of them to win MVP. And now those are all like unlocked. Like we have those bets. Like those markets are open. All of our prices I, are, I mean, Pacheco's trading at like 40, 50. We have 230. Like, I mean, just, you know, that's, uh, that's where we're, I, I said this yesterday. I don't almost 99% of the time with like a, a big game and a big bet or a futures position or an award, like 99% of the time now, it's just like about the money. Like, I, I need the money. It's a lot of money in all of these situations. It's, like, always the same. And I said yesterday, I go, this was one of those really rare times where, like, it it wasn't a lot of money. I just really wanted to be right. I just really wanted to be right. And so, like, I'm tweeting. I'm drinking. I'm, like, high-fiving people in my house. I'm screaming at the play. MVS catches the pass. I lose my voice, basically, on the catch. Like, I just, it just, I transformed kind of back into a fan again for a game. And it was it was fun to be right. I, I really wanted that one, even though the money not really consequential versus a lot of other stuff. 
it's it's funny, right? How sometimes the bets and our opinions could turn us into like giant fans during games, or even like it doesn't doesn't have to be the bets. Like I didn't bet on Buffalo last week against the Chiefs in the divisional round. I'm rooting like hell for the Bills. Yeah, I, I might move to Michigan. Jeez, <laughs> love those guys. And I was, Go I have blue. to tell you, man, I was. I was crestfallen that yeah. the Lions didn't win. Well, the way I was so happens. upset. I mean, yeah. All right. Coming up next, we'll do more on Championship Sunday. We'll talk about the broadcasts from Championship Sunday. We'll get into the Super Bowl, obviously. But now I'm also going to take the task, the morons out there who criticize Dan Campbell on a Tuesday. You better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back, you know. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I, I want to give Dan Campbell a hug, which would be really funny because it was really actually that was not lost on me either. The the, 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 the dichotomy there of the, uh, the music, uh, the juxtaposition of the music up against the D- Dan Campbell there. I'd love to give him a hug, which would be. A hilarious visual because he's like a foot taller yes. than me, which would be really right, you'd great. Be hugging his belly button is essentially what. But uh, but man, like don't you, don't you want to give this guy a hug? Isn't he the most like sincere? He's he's the best. I feel terrible for him. Like the video clip of him with his arm around Teddy Bridgewater walking out of the stadium. Bridgewater is going to retire. This guy is just he's the best. I I would love like we talk about. We talked just off air just now about how insane fan bases can be. And I, I brought up last week on the show that locally here, the conversation is, should the Giants or Jets fire Brian Dable and Robert Sala, respectively, to hire Bill Belichick? I'm like, well, the Jets maybe, but Rodgers would never let you do it. The Giants, why would you do that? I would, if Dan Campbell hit the market, I would like drive to pick him up and bring him to coach the Giants, like send Brian Dable packing. I think Dan Campbell's the absolute best. I'm going to tell you, the, the lens to which I think that coming up in a second. We got a great show coming your way. Ken and I have not yet gotten into together Super Bowl 58, early thoughts on the Chiefs and the Niners. Ken's got some amazing, amazing angles lined up for this game, which we likely won't do a ton this week, but next week is going to be an extravaganza of bets and content live from Las Vegas, and it is going to be masterful, and I can't wait for it. So we'll talk side in total today. I'll give some early prop thoughts that I feel like really, really good about, really strong about at this point in the process. Great guests will join us throughout. We'll give you all our bets to close the show, uh, Power Hour, in the final hour. But right now, look, uh, Ken started the show, and he's right. He knows me really well. He knows Championship Sunday happens. Really, any NFL Sunday happens, and and, and I got to get a microphone. I got to talk. I got to talk to someone. I got to share my opinions, and it can't just be with a keyboard or on my phone on social media. I have been marinating. I have been simmering for a while now, waiting to give my thoughts on the air about Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions and about you, you idiots out there who criticize Dan Campbell. And we're going to do it right now with this edition of He's a Slab. 
So here's what's going to happen right now. We're going to take aim at the morons out there. The antiquated, old world, living in 1988, living in the past. The morons out there that are begging and pleading like pathetic child losers. Oh, please, Dan Campbell, please send out the field goal unit, please. Please, what am I gonna tell my child that he went for it on fourth and, what am I gonna tell little Billy on fourth and three? Dan Campbell went for the first down to try and win the NFC title. Then he didn't send out the money badger, that loser, Michael Badgley. Oh my God, please, Dan, please. Because that's what, when I was a child, that's what I grew up watching. That's what Tom Landry would have done. Send out the field goal unit, you idiots. And to all the people out there that think Dan Campbell's the reason that the Lions didn't win the NFC Championship game, let's give no credit, by the way, to the badass historic team on the other side, the 49ers. It's Dan Campbell's fault that the Lions didn't win the NFC Championship. And I'm going to take aim first and foremost at the, and I tweeted this on Sunday, and it's obviously an exaggeration because there are some really dark corners of the internet. But I, what, for me, in the, in, the, in the world that I exist in, which is basically like sports and things that make me smile, the darkest corner of the internet is take the points Twitter. The people that log on to social media and beg and plead with every fiber of their being, people that would sacrifice their firstborns for coaches to send out the field goal unit, to, to hashtag take the points, as if like it's like an app on your phone, like the take the points app. It's like fourth and two from the 31. You log on to the app and you click the button, take the points, and on the scoreboard, you get three points. There are points in front of you, physically, on a table. And when you decide to take the points, you just take them. The points are there to be taken. You take them. You get three points. You know, there's no field goal unit. You don't actually have to kick it. You don't have to snap it. It doesn't have to get blocked. It doesn't have to miss. You just get the points. You get them. You take the The points are there, and you take them. Take the points. Take them. It, but and, and for these people... There can be no Jake Moody's. There can be no Tyler Bass. How'd that go for Buffalo? I'm not saying Buffalo should have gone for it. 44 yards should be, according to all the social media geniuses, 44 yards is like a chip, an 18-yard field goal, right? Wrong. What about Scott Norwood or Mike Vanderjat or other loser kickers in big spots that can't make the big one? No. In the eyes of the take-the-points crowd, they're all Adam Vinatieri. Everybody is Harrison Butker. They're all Lawrence Tynes. You can't possibly be Cody Parkey. Double doink. You can't possibly be Norwood. Wide right. You can't possibly be Vanderjet. Ball comes off the foot and you know immediately it's going 30 yards off. They're all Vinatieri. And when you take the points, you just get them. Or, and hear me out, you don't. You don't just get them. You, the, Michael Badgley sucks in that range as a kicker. You don't think the Lions know that? Now look, we can have a conversation and criticize why is he on the Lions roster. Also, like, why is Brett Maher the Rams kicker and the lesser Carlson brother kicking for the Packers? Like, there's a big, maybe there's a place kicking issue in the National Football League. I don't know. All I know is, like, like the money badger. Like, that's really, like, that's what you fools want. 
You take the points, idiots. You want the line. Dan Campbell's been coaching this team for three years. The entire goddamn identity has been going forward on fourth down, going forward and being aggressive in the big spot. You want the money badger out there deciding whether or not you go to the Super Bowl. So he goes forward on fourth down. I bet the Lions in the game to win. I loved it. I wanted them to go. I was pissed he didn't go for it at the end of the first half. Put the foot on the damn throat. Go win the game. Is it Dan Campbell's fault that on fourth and two, Josh Reynolds, who had one of the loserific games of all time, and look, he stood up like a man in the postgame. He took responsibility. Is it his fault that Josh Reynolds can't guess, catch a wide open pass on fourth and two? Is it his fault that Josh Reynolds... Drops a pass later in the game on third down, though, to have extended a drive for the Lions. Is it his fault that a ball bounced off Kendall Vildor's face mask? Voldemort, Avada Kedavra, that dude, get him out of here. It's Bellaramius right into the hands of Brandon Ayuk. Is it Dan Campbell's fault that Jameer Gibbs put the ball on the ground? No, it's not Campbell's fault. It's an unfortunate series of events. This team got deeply, deeply unlucky to win. And for everyone that wants to talk about momentum, oh, momentum's a real thing in football. You get the field goal to gain the momentum. What about 27-24 49ers when the Lions went for it on fourth and three and, like, actually, like, the Niners called a great defensive play. But, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all the momentum people. So I'll ask you, momentum morons, M squared, who had the momentum at that point in the game? The Lions or the Niners? What happens if Dan Campbell decides, you know what? We're going to send the money badger out there to try and tie the game. Let's say that Michael Badgley makes the kick and the game's tied at 27. Who still has the momentum in the game? Who's about to get the ball and go right down the field? But do you think the Lions defense was ever stopping San Francisco again? I'll answer the question if you don't know. No. They weren't. Dan Campbell correctly knew. We need to score a touchdown here. That's how you get momentum. That's how it happens. You score touchdowns. Look, Dan Campbell's not without faults in this game. I think you should have gone for the touchdown at the end of the first half. That one's debatable. And the run on third and goal and then the timeout, it's, I mean, that is as inexplicable. That's as terrible as it gets. And I love Dan Campbell. I want him to be the head coach of my favorite team. That is like zero out of ten. That's like Joe Judge-level horrific. Like Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens-level horrific. Running on third down. Because then you have to get the onside kicker, the game's over. So look, like it wasn't all good for Dan Campbell. That was absolutely terrible. But the people that want to suggest that the Lions lost this game because Dan Campbell's been doing what Dan Campbell's always done, players got to execute. And if you bet the 49ers to win the game, I guarantee you wanted to see Michael Badgley come out there to kick. You didn't want the Lions to go for it. And that should just be the answer to all the questions. And that's how you know what Dan Campbell did was right. So for all the people out there that think, oh, well, you know, Chuck Knoll would have sent out the field goal unit. The late, great Marty Schottenheimer would have sent out the field goal unit. Oh, how, how could we, in 1978, this never would have happened. Great. Turn in your cell phone. Stop using the internet. Put on your bell bottoms. Go listen to disco. Pop in the Madonna vinyl. Go back to the 70s and 80s and leave us the hell alone. It's 2024. We've come too far for this nonsense. And I will close by saying this. F field goals. Touchdowns forever. Mother effer. So out, you're out there and you think Campbell screwed this up? Joke's on you, loser. You're the slap. Let's go, Lions. All right. All right. Now I think I'm good. Yeah, that was good. Gotta get, you got to get it out of your system. That was, that was, a, that was a good one. I was... Uh, to your point about like if you bet the Niners, like what were you hoping for? Like when you know when Campbell's faced with that decision, go three possessions or not? I watched uh, 
I wanted to rewatch the NFL films version of the Chiefs Super Bowls, including the first game against the Niners, just to like have them in my brain. We're going to talk about them a lot the next couple of weeks. And in the in the first meeting between the Chiefs and the Niners a few years ago, uh, there's a like a really key play in the game where the Chiefs are down by the goal line and it's uh, fourth down. It's like fourth and one, fourth and two, whatever, at like the five yard line. And there's like a decision about whether to go for it or not. And Mahomes is like trying to talk Andy Reid into going for it or not. Andy Reid relents. Mahomes is like, give me my helmet and like goes on the field and they they call a play called Rose Bowl Parade. And it's where they all like spin at the same time. This like the it's like a direct snap, and it like ends up working. Uh, Damian Williams, I think, gets a first down inside the five. But to your point about the Niners and what you were rooting for, George Kittle is on the opposite sideline, and there's a they catch him basically being like, "What are they doing?" He goes, "Oh, they're going for it." Oh no! <laughs> like it just like to like to your point, that's what the other team said. Like if the other team says, "Oh no," when you do that, then you probably did the right thing. If the other team that wants to win the game and beat you is like, oh, they're going for it. That's like the right thing to do. That's unfortunate. So just to your point, like the players, I think, kind of feel that way, too. I, <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> I just it's just it was just really frustrating because I feel like he did everything that I love that a coach does. And, you know, and it was kind of the same thing, and I'm not trying to, like, draw a parallel between Campbell and Staley and Brandon Staley. Like, I, I promise that's not what this is. But it sucks when, like, I loved year one Brandon Staley. And, Ken, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you liked maybe not every decision, like some of the well, stuff maybe. And, like, the... You were all in. But I, 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 I like that kind of, I like, uh, like, aggression is what everybody always says. But then, like, that's kind of the way people talk about it now. It's, like, optimization, I guess is the word everyone uses. Like, like the, the perfect, like, whatever the best decision is in the moment. And, and so, like, the worst, the, the, was there, what was the one state, like, the Ravens? That's the game that, like, turned everybody, right? Well, no, I think it was, it's it's the, the Raiders game in Week 18 when he went for it on, like, fourth oh, and one right. from, like, their own 19 and didn't was get it. Was the Ravens it. game where he did it a lot, too, though, and they got smashed in the game? Didn't they the, lose uh, like, No, I think... Yeah. The Raven, the Ravens game, I think, was a good one because they went down a lot early, and then he went for it on like every fourth down right. to try and get back into the but it, game. Like it snowballed, like he kept doing it in more and more ridiculous situations because the goal is to win the game. I remember that game happening. You're right about the Week 18 game, though. That was definitely that's like probably from a media standpoint, what did it for him? It just it just sucks because it's like it just becomes results based analysis, right? right. Where I I think before the fourth down, no matter whether they get it or not. I bet Detroit to win the game. I was like, I love this decision. I love it, whether they get it or they don't. And can't you see, right? Like, can't you see? If if the, if the Josh Reynolds catches that pass, and maybe the Lions end up kicking a field goal on the drive. Like, the whole point is, you get a first down so you can maybe score a touchdown, bleed time off the clock, and now it becomes a more manageable kick. You know, because you're closer, like, if... If, if they get that first down, and let's even say they don't score a touchdown, they kick a field goal, they go up by 17, is anyone saying, wow, that was a terrible decision, you should have taken the points? Like, no no one is saying it. Nobody. Like, fourth and three, down by three, he goes for it, they get the first down, they go on to score a touchdown, everyone's like, wow, what a decision by Dan Campbell. It just, it's results-based analysis, and it sucks when you feel like a guy does the right thing, and just because you do the right thing doesn't mean this is life. Like, life's not fair. You make the right decision, sometimes you don't get the best result. And then because of that, like, you are judged, in my opinion, unfairly. And that, like, ate me up 
after the game ended on Sunday. Not just because yeah. like I lost my bet, but I felt like, I honestly felt like, to quote Ric Flair, I feel like it was a miscarriage of justice. Sure. Well, you, you make a... <laughs> You make the right decision and get the wrong result. That's uh, that sounds like what the entire night of NFL honors is going to be for me next week. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tyree Kill, eh, Stefanski, eh. comeback player of the year. I think there's some wiggle room, but there's a couple of those where it's like, yeah, oh, you could get it back. You would you do it again? Yeah, for ten times more. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's the rough part. Yeah, so but thank thank God it wasn't ten times more. As it turns All out. All right. On the other side, some Super Bowl Fifty Eight. A little bit more from Championship Sunday. We're just getting started here on a Tuesday. Nick and Ken. You better, you bet. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Here's Kansas City from the 19, throwing at the goal line, and it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. With Kyle Hamilton all over him, the matchup you wanted to watch, Kelsey wins it. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance with the call on CBS. Uh, well, I mean, just like, oh, wow. I can't, I, I can't believe that the, the, the first ballot Hall of Fame tight end played really well in a big game. What a, what a shock. Never you- would have seen it coming. Can I ask you a question? And I want you to be honest, and I know you know what I bet, but I want you to be really honest here. If that was the Super Bowl, who do you think would have won MVP of that game? Kelsey, one million percent. It's not. It's not even a question. It's not. It's not even up for debate. I wouldn't even like accept another answer someone would give. I heard two different podcasts yesterday, and they both started with, "Like you should just bet Mahomes if you like the Chiefs." He would have won MVP of Sunday's game. That could mean I go, like that's can just you, like, I go, come can on. you have me on to argue with you, please? That's like, uh, like so stop here, it. Here are the numbers. So Pacheco, like obviously the Ravens did like a really good job on him in the run game. Uh 24 for 68 and a touchdown. Mahomes, 30 for 39. This I remember they brought this up in the fourth quarter, and I go, God, the yards per attempt for it. This has to be like the lowest yards per attempt in a game he's ever had. 30 for 30, and it ended up okay because the MVS catch at the end like saves the yards per attempt, uh, which was a 32-yard game. So 30 for 39, 241, one touchdown and no interceptions. Kelsey, so 241, one and zero. Kelsey, 11 for 116, and he caught the touchdown. On how many targets, by the way? Caught all 11. 11 targets, 11 targets, 11 catches, catches. including a circus catch on a third down, like to keep that drive alive, which, which is like, I guess I was going to say it would be like a forgotten play because it's like the ninth craziest play of that game. And the play has nuts plays all over from both sides has crazy plays in it. Um, in on, I like gasped when that play happened. <laughs> like I was like, that's, I mean, that's like an all timer. Who was better? better on the play? Mahomes or Kelsey? I mean, like, so obviously, need to say this at first. They're both amazing. They're both crazy. I, I'll i say Kelsey only because, like, someone of his dimensions shouldn't be able to do that. Like Frankenstein, like, basically. Like, Brandon IU can do that. But, like, Kelsey, like, really? Like, how? Like how? And he's old. I, so, so, again, just to go back to this, like, Mahomes, 30 for 39, 241 and 1. Kelsey, 11 for 116 and caught the touchdown. Mahomes has won two Super Bowl. If you, again, it's the same as the Buffalo game. If you got this game, 
it's not like why does I again I will do it 50 times this week why does everyone think he's just going to be the guy who wins Mahomes if they win like have you watched the games have you seen the box scores from the playoffs they're not playing games that lend themselves to he just wins they're not playing games like that well, none of the games they play are like that also like I I guess like like so Mahomes can win Super Bowl MVP and I know you're not insinuating otherwise but like I guess 800 yards is the best player ever yeah of course but I guess like the thing that's tripping me up right now is like this is like 1984 it's like reject the evidence of your eyes and ears right like oh yeah you oh 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 you watch the AFC championship game well well duh Justin Watson (laughs) was the MVP (laughs) like what I'm being serious here like like my co-host likes Travis Kelsey right and like as a show, and I bet it also is a Kelsey. show. <laughs> Honestly, weeks, so I might, I might fight Taylor Swift for him. him. Yeah, yeah, I might fight Taylor Swift for. Him. But like, can people be honest here? No matter what you like in the Super Bowl, like you can't like like do revisionist history about something. It's not like it's like oh well in the 1979 AFC title game, I think Lynn Swan would, would have been MVP, and actually it's Terry Bradshaw. No one remembers. This was two days ago. Yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes? Oh, like, did you watch the game? Like, Mahomes was great. Also, Kelsey wins MVP 100 times out of 100 in that run out. It's not even a question. It's not. Right. It really is not even a debate. And then I'll do the, the Bills game is much more of a debate. Mahomes' rating is better. Kelsey has fewer catches. But, like, I would still contend if this game was the Super Bowl. So here are your numbers from the divisional round. Now, this is for people who are, and, like, maybe people don't know, like, I bet, I bet Kelsey Pacheco and Rasheed Rice prior to the last round, I bet Pacheco two rounds ago. It's like 140 plus on several of them. Kelsey, I have a lot of like 85, 90, 100. Pacheco, 230 and 180. And like, to, again, we'll do the box from the Bills game. So again, like I, I just, because we'll do the Super Bowl in full. Like, what if you just get the game that you always have gotten every round? What if you just get the same game again? It doesn't have to be a crazy game. It has to be this game or the game from Sunday, you know, Chiefs games that they've been playing. So just Pacheco in this game. And like, to be fair, like this is where things get really crazy because if you flip a little bit statistically, now it's like, is it even Kelsey? So Pacheco's 15 for 97 and a touchdown, which is not going to, it's not going to win MVP in a game like that. But he's like, he like gets there. Like, okay, like, obviously, maybe he needs another touchdown. Maybe it needs to be over 100. Maybe it needs to be both. But, like, you can see how it could happen. You can see how it Did anybody see what the Lions just did to the Niners' run defense on Sunday, by the way? Uh, Mahomes in the game, 17 for 23, 215 and 2. And Kelsey had 5 for 75 and caught both. I kind of think he would win there, too. That's closer, though. That's that like, one's a wait, little I more. I totally admit I... that. I yeah. think, Ken, just from, like, watching the game, I would have thought Mahomes for, for the Bills game. For, I, for this game against Baltimore, really I don't even think, I don't even right. think it's a question in the, in, in the AFC I have Kelsey, game. and I'm telling you, I think it's close. And, Ke- and Kelsey got both touchdowns. I mean, that's a great – you bet Kelsey MVP, you get that Super Bowl. That's a great run out. 75, he catches both touchdowns. That's amazing. And then the I wild think, card like, round, the Dolphins were the MVP. And, and, and Mother Nature. The wild, yeah, I mean, the wild, yeah, wild, I was just about to say wild card round. The weather was the MVP. Thermometers, uh, fans who showed up were the MVPs. Yeah, just so I just again, like they're not playing the kind of game that lends itself to this market. That's not what they've been. That's not the identity of the team. It has nothing like it's just it's like Looney Tune stuff. Like everybody, op- like Circa opened their Super Bowl MVP market today. Our show sponsor, BetMGM's had it open for a little bit. Like it's just like, nah, he wins a lot. Be like, is everybody just showing up today and didn't watch the season? 
it's always we did this yesterday the mvp is always the identity of the team with very rare exceptions you got a great defense it's a defensive guy you have an outstanding individual talent at skill position like cooper cup he'll win a lot otherwise it's the quarterback a lot because that's usually the identity of the team if a guy wins the first time and he's a big quarterback he'll win because never won before like if lamar had won he would probably win super bowl mvp even if he wasn't very good sky's won twice very very few people have won three no one's won three in this quick in order not even brady so just like fold that into the bills box score fold the fan voting into the bills box score which we did yesterday i think like, i just it, it maybe it's really public and I, if that's the case then we're all going to be rich honestly i just i think it's going to happen a lot more often than people think you better you bet with nick and ken here on a tuesday still going over championship sunday we will get to super bowl 58 as we move along in full but um i'll give you just an mvp thought and then we could do a little on like the chiefs ravens game um so let's say you're right. And by the way, like I think you have a great chance to be right that Mahomes doesn't win this one, barring like he could have like a great game that and maybe the just Niners win. Maybe. That's sure, the term I absolutely. want to use. He's just less likely than this than great. this price. Yeah. So if it's going to be like another member of like an ancillary member of the Chiefs offense, aka like not Patrick Mahomes, I guess where I would go if I were to pivot away from Kelsey would be Rice. Would be Rasheed Rice. Where it's Deion Branch. Yeah. Or, or like Edelman, for instance, right? right. But Branch is probably the more, the more like apt short comparison. Catches, which was both of them. Like, it's like, you know, 11 for 140, 13 for 130, which was like kind of a lot of the catches he had against them. I think he was like, I didn't bring it up anymore. It was like seven for 60 against the Ravens, something like that. What if they just run a few more plays? Like, they were nursing a lead in that game. Can we um just like talk about him for, it could only needs to be like 30 Rasheed seconds Rice? about R Rasheed Rice. Yeah. He's, he, he's awesome. I mean, he's ridiculously good. I want this is this is this might it's gonna sound stupid. It might be stupid. When I watch him, do you know who I see? This is actually I think is actually is stupid. When I watch Rashid oh, Rice, do you, you know who I see? Puka Nakua. Okay, I was like, I don't know. I was trying to think of the stuff like some like I was like, what's gonna be really stupid? That's what once you said that. Puka, Puka Nakua. Nakua, like not the Nakua's same body bigger. type, but yeah. but well, Nakua is stockier. Rice is taller. Right. But they both get tackle, the ball. They're both faster than they look. Oh, they both they both like pinball off of tacklers. They're both ultra physical. Debo. I mean, these he's unbelievable, Rasheed yeah. Rice. Yes, he is. He is unbelievable. I have him Super Bowl MVP at uh 180 <laughs> and 160. Yeah, I well, he, I hope he breaks Deion Branch's receiving records. Yeah. I think he, I think, I think he might. I look if you're the 49ers and you're Steve Wilkes, maybe your thought is, all right, well, we're just gonna like Travis Kelsey. Like you're not gonna do this, and if that's going sure. to happen, and good luck with and that. By the way, yeah. And by the way, my next sentence was gonna be, it's not gonna work because Kelsey's right. the best and Mahomes is the best. But you can try to do that, and if you have some degree of success, awesome. Here's where she Rice against Charvarius Ward. <laughs> may not even be Ward. It's going to be like uh, Lenore or like one of the safeties <laughs> or something. The like Amador, like, Lenore, the Chiefs are luck. geniuses. They're going to get the matchups that they want. Like that's the whole point of this has been like, we only, you, you would think like, because I, I bet, you know what I bet? I bet a lot of people are going to say that, right? Well, like you just take away this guy. You just take away this guy. It's like the Belichick thing. Oh, well, like he'll just take away the thing you're best at. They've only got three guys they use for every play. <laughs> and they, and, and guess what? They still figure out how to get him the ball all the time all the time and it's the super bowl and if we know anything about like andy Reid and these like i don't know what the play is going to be called like you know 
whoop-de-whoop lasso 22 whatever like I don't, it's gonna be some crazy ass name they're gonna have something they've had something every time they're gonna have something cooked up actually kind of makes me like kelsey too because it's like why isn't it like direct snap him touchdown and then it's just over at that point like please get me a play like that please some kind of yeah, you know rose bowl parade what's the the tony goes and comes uh corn dog that was the play they scored against the eagles where tony fakes the jet sweep and goes back out again and jonathan gannon has like his thumb up his nose or something when that's happening so just you know please please <laughs> like i really i really think this guy i just uh i'm gonna say for two weeks and people are gonna get tired of it right it's gonna happen a lot not up or like matt patricia with the philly special uh, yeah matt, matt patricia which it's is like, really funny because now, now it's like now here's nine here's eagles defensive coordinator matt patricia as tampa's running every play <laughs> every play against them <laughs> and it's not mike evans and chris godwin no it's trey palmer and david yes. moore and kate otten just running yeah, wild yeah, all over your terrible Katie. defense yeah. uh but we haven't even gotten to the broadcasts from Sunday. We got some time. I'll just, I'll say, I, I don't think there will ever be a Super Bowl broadcast that will be under more scrutiny and under the microscope than Nance and Romo on CBS coming up next weekend. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up next, we started talking Super Bowl Sunday and Championship Sunday with our friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.